Welcome to the K-Pop Corner. Your host is Kendra, and I have my very special guest and bestie, Luann. What's up, guys? Special and frequent guest, because yes. I will be here almost all the episodes. Get used to my voice. <laughs> but we have the best dynamic, so it's going to be awesome. Yes, and fangirling is more fun with other people. It's just proven. It's true. It's a true statement. True story, for sure. So... Uh, this is our first podcast, and this is our first episode. We're going to give you a little brief intro into us as K-pop fans and how we got into it and all that jazz. And how it's gotten us through the year that was 2020, because it <gasps> seems like that was the the cure-all. Well, not cure-all, but the go-to source of happiness. It's still, still carrying us through, so why not talk about it? Absolutely. You'll find out why. <laughs> I blame Kendra. <laughs> the cliff dive was worth it. <laughs> Very worth it, yeah. I blame her, but I have no regrets. No regrets at all. She blames me, but she went willingly. I did. It, it didn't take much convincing, to be fair. <laughs> but I'm here now. I'm happy. I mean, it kind of... We'll just get into it. So, so instead of like talking about it, we'll just get into it. <laughs> how... So what's your experience with K-pop before you and I hardcore fell for it? And... So before we hardcore jumped off this K-pop cliff, my experience with it was very, very brief. I had a friend before, way back in my middle school days, I won't um, expose my age, <laughs> but way back in my middle school days, I had one of my closest friends now. She tried getting into, I believe it was Gen 2 of K-pop, so it was Shiny Super Junior, I believe, and she was showing me um, videos of them. I do also remember she showed me a TVXQ video, Merotic, which is a very famous and well-known iconic song, and it just didn't stick with me at the time, so... So you basically that just was flirted with them? I flirted with it. I flirted <laughs> with the idea. I gave it a little bit of my time. <laughs> What time period but, is that? Um, it was, I'll give you years, I guess. I did say middle school, but years was about 2006. Okay. Like 2005, 2006. Yeah. What, and what, I know you have a lot of experience with K-pop before too. Well, what's funny is I that think... yours is even before mine, <laughs> which what? I find surprising. Yeah. So I got into K-pop in 2010. Because I worked at a Japanese hibachi restaurant and they had Japanese versions, like Korean pop Japanese versions of their songs that they would play. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, holy mm -hmm. shit, who, who is this? Like, this is really good. And I fell for Girls' Generation, Super Junior, Big Bang. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and Kara or Kara, I don't know how you say it. And it maybe so lasts about a year. See, your flirtation was very was way longer than mine. Mine was literally a couple months. So I gave it a listen. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is just not my cup of tea. While you were like full on for a year, <laughs> I, but you were exposed to it a lot too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, that's how I know of a uh, beautiful hangover that I shared with you, because that was playing at the restaurant. It was like really good music like that. Or mm, I, ah. I, brief, I kind of remember, vaguely remember it, 
There's this I other mean, song that's like, la 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 la. Oh my god, why do I know that? That that sounds so familiar. That sounds so familiar. It's I think that's Mister. I don't know name, but you just know the beat. Yeah, you know. So I got really into that. But what I found really frustrating about the whole industry was in 2010, it was so hard to find their music. Like you had to, you couldn't just go to iTunes and type in Big Bang or Super Junior. You had to go, you had to do that LimeWire stuff, didn't you? (laughs) Pretty sure. Or I had co-workers ripping CDs for me. And I feel like it was harder for you to find it because you were fine. You were listening to the Japanese version of K-pop, which is even harder to get a hold of. Yeah, but at that point, I was like listening to the Korean originals too. But mm. it was just frustrating because you know you want to jam out in your car, and you can't find the music anywhere, or it's like yeah. bootlegged, horrible quality, and you're like, ah, it fixes my itch. <laughs> I'll do it. (laughs) But it's not as satisfying as it could be. Right. So I got really frustrated with it. Also, I didn't understand the comeback thing. Like, Mm -hmm. Super Junior kept having these comebacks. And I just, to me, it was so confusing. And they have different groups, like Super M. Oh, the subunits. Yeah, I was like, what is this and who and why and how? And eventually, I think it kind of rubbed me the wrong way and really frustrated me to where I just gave up. And then That's... I didn't touch K-pop until 2019. <laughs> I don't even know how you got back into that. I'm trying to think back to, I actually did um, know of another K-pop group because I was a hardcore Jonas Brothers fan. That was the first band that was the love of my life that I hardcore fangirled over. And during one of their tours, they had their opening act was the wonder girls oh the one who's saying i want nobody nobody but you clap clap (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that was my other exposure to k-pop and then aside from they opened for them for a couple dates yeah i didn't see them on that tour i don't think or when i did see them wonder girls weren't opening for them it could have been just a handful of dates Ah, like their big ones that would make sense new york la like the west side yeah but that was the other exposure I had. And then, of course, Psy and Gundam <laughs> true, Style, true. which is the huge, the huge comeback, I think, for K-pop as a whole. Psy he didn't paved, feel like, again. it didn't feel like a, a reintroduction to me. It felt like, oh, here's like a funny South Korean dude coming out of nowhere with this satire type song. Was it really meant to be a satire? Because it became a huge hit and like a whole a trending topic on all social media at the time. According he, to like, Marcus, who's our, a friend of ours, he um, he said that Psy was huge in Korea. So that when he released this song, it was he said it was more of a joke and he didn't expect it to blow up, oh. like especially worldwide. I mean, the joke's on everyone but else. It did. <laughs> yeah. The joke is on because we fell for his joke. We right? fell for it. <laughs> I mean, it was catchy. Yeah, and it had a, a dance to go with it, and we're all suckers for dances. Yep. 
That's true. Speaking of, how did we get into how did you get into BTS? <laughs> so for me, I had been hearing about BTS like on Facebook and various places. But I don't know, I had like this weird thing against K pop. <laughs> it's so weird, like Is it because of the past trauma? I guess. Like I didn't want to get invested into another group and then be faced with the uh you know, like the difficulties of trying to listen to the music or get into them mm-hmm. so yeah. I kind of ignored them for a while but they were making such traction um, and then finally they released Boy With Love with Halsey and I was like well mm-hmm. crap maybe I should <laughs> look into this <laughs> and I did and I kind of brushed it off and then I was listening to actually I was watching HBO's Euphoria and mm-hmm. they have a song called Euphoria, and it mm-hmm. played in one of their episodes. Oh, dang. And I heard Korean on an HBO show. Like, that to me just blew my mind. So ever since oh then, I started sliding, <laughs> sliding into BTS, and I like... Cautiously <laughs> sliding. Yes. <laughs> I like still had my rope attached, and... <laughs> My spikes on all my the feet. safety mechanisms were there. You're all good. Exactly. Like, this is going to be a very cautious dive. It's it's not even a dive. It's just a little peek peeksy over the cliff. Yeah, exactly. I was like, do I really want to take this fall? <laughs> and then I went to work, and was like, hey, Robin, you know a lot about K-pop, and she was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, like. Bring it on, girl. And other side note, Robin is our, another one of our coworkers. We call her the maknae of our group because she is our the baby among yep. us. But she also helps Kendra into into the my K-pop descent world. <laughs> so with Robin's help, uh, she started sending me all sorts of BTS links. Um, I started finding out what the hell a bias was. Dude, she asked me that at lunch, and I was like, what do you mean? Right? I was like, huh? Or an alt bias, which I didn't think was ULT. I thought that was ALT. Like (laughs) Like an an alternate alternate bias. (laughs) I was like, this is really confusing. (laughs) What? (laughs) Not an ultimate, but an alternate. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea that you thought it was alt at first. At first, yeah. I was like, finally, I was like, what do you mean? I'm so confused. <laughs> and she explained it. But yeah, so I started sliding into that. And around the same time, we started talking about it at lunch with you. And then mm-hmm. XO got involved. <laughs> oh, wait. Before we get into um, the descent into my alt ULT group, <laughs> I do remember um, my second like my reintroduction to K-pop was based on my own accord. It was actually Blackpink. Oh, Kill true. Love. Yeah. So I did like Black I stand Blackpink first. So I guess they were my first official K-pop group that I stand cuz Kill This Love was such a bop and it came at such a great time in my life cuz I did intend on just killing all aspects of love and I and I did. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast story, but Kill This Love was my go-to summer jam and then I just kept listening to their songs on Spotify. Because Spotify is a beautiful thing where you can listen to it. Yep. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so Blackpink, I was really gung-ho about them. And I actually did try getting into BTS that same summer. 
fun fact. Wait, actually have same like a, summer as Blackpink? Like 2019, yeah. Okay. Not 2019, 2018. Right? Yeah, because 2019 is when we, like around Christmas time. Yeah. So 2018 summer was actually when I started liking Blackpink. And which, then I tried giving BTS a chance. Which BTS hmm? did you try to give a chance? Like old school BTS? I think it was, it was, um, I just typed them in and found the most popular video. And I think it was DNA. Oh, okay. At the time. I actually have the Instagram story of it when I was trying to give them a chance. And I was just not feeling it. Oh, I love which DNA. Interesting. <laughs> well, you know my music taste. <laughs> you surprise me sometimes. Do I? Yes, very much. <laughs> It just depends on my mood, but yes, so Blackpink was actually the introduction. Then I did try giving BTS a chance, didn't really stick as well, and now we're back into 2019, where Robin and Kendra were taking my hand. They're like, come follow us. (laughs) Look at this. Blind leading the blind. (laughs) Exactly. But it was fun. Definitely fun. It made... I felt lunchtime got more fun from it. I agree. The rest of our peers probably didn't, but you know what? It's okay. They probably wanted to murder us a little. Yeah. Yeah. But But you know what? I was having fun. You were having fun. They could walk away if they wanted to. Right. No harm, no foul. We're all good. (laughs) But we really have Exo Monster. Monster. To... Monster. Oh, Exo Monster. I was like, did you just say... (laughs) No, <laughs> Monster X. But in this, in this way, we're talking about EXO's song called Monster. Yes, yes, but, we we do have that to blame for my initial and final descent into it. Yeah, they were like the segue. They were the gateway. The gateway. <laughs> they were the gateway into this whole new world that led to you finding. Monster X. <laughs> well, actually, the whole bat, the entire backstory is this is pre our FYE trips, I think. We were still, yes. you know, getting to know the music videos, loving the dance practice videos because who doesn't like synchronized dancing? They're so clean and it's so crisp. So who doesn't like watching it? So, so that was the whole that, yes. And that was the whole that, that you brought me in, actually. You were talking about Boy With Love. You were really wanting to learn the choreography of it. <laughs> so you'd always bust a dance move in the kitchen, which is awesome. And I got home, and I was like, maybe I could help or, like, try learning this, too, because it looks like fun, even though I'm uncoordinated as hell. So I would just binge watch the videos that you would send me, because I think you sent me a couple of dance practice videos as well. Yep. And YouTube has a fun little feature called autoplay. <laughs> Where if you don't turn it off, it'll just keep going. And it kept going. Enter EXO's Monster dance practice video, which I think is still one of the cleanest, bigger group choreographies I've ever seen. Because there's like, what, nine members or 12 members in EXO? There was in the beginning. There's a bunch of members in EXO. And just seeing them dance in perfect sync with each other with like this epic lighting and everything. I was like, this is and with a catchy song because Monster's really catchy too. Right. So that paved the way to me discovering my alt group, who is cue the drum roll. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Monster X. 
I was trying to find the song Monsters to show to Kendra, thinking that she didn't see the dance practice video. And I couldn't remember the name of the song, but I knew it had something to do with, like, Monster. I didn't know that the title was Monster. So I typed in Monster, and what's the first thing I see on YouTube? Monsta X Hero. And the thumbnail, if you, if you lovely listener, want to look on YouTube, it is a beautiful thumbnail of one ho lifting his shirt up to show some abs. <laughs> yep. Iconic. And- iconic and that's definitely how you get the viewers in and i was sold worked done on deal us. from that point definitely worked <laughs> though it was it got me to click it but the reason why i stand them was because of their rapper i am and his deep voice because i loved his voice and it was no turning back from then you felt it was my turn you felt really 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 hard <laughs> i did really hard and then i was like I turned around. I was like, I'm dragging Kendra down this hole with me. <laughs> I was like, wow, this girl's not going to get into BTS. Her whole heart is invested. <laughs> I wonder what, what did you think, though, when I came back the next work day and was like, Kendra, you have to watch Monster X. Do you know of Monster X? Do you stand them already? Did you think, no, my efforts to get her onto the BTS train have been thwarted? <laughs> by this other group (laughs) i can say that getting into k-pop can be a little intimidating but when you start getting into a group specifically it's extremely intimidating not only really i think so like okay how many times did it take you to try to identify v versus jungkook versus like jin and it takes some time especially when they're dancing or the music videos they're all over the and place. The music videos do don't have like they don't have steady shots, so it's really hard to focus in on one member unless they're your bias, right? Because then you can find your bias anywhere. And, and in K-pop, they change hair colors every comeback, so you might be recognizing them with dark hair, and suddenly in the next one they're blonde, and then maybe two yeah. other members are blonde now too, and you're like, what? Where'd they go? <laughs> Where is? Why they? did space change? <laughs> So, yeah. So I was, like, trying to decipher BTS at that time and, like, Mm. understand the dynamics of all that. And then you're like, hey, here's another group to look into. And I was like, oh, man, that's, like, seven more people I have to try to understand. Like, hell. (laughs) Like, I think at first I was a little hesitant because it was a lot all at once. And I was Mm. hardcore into BTS. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like every lunchtime you'd be like, look at BTS, I mean, but look at Monster X. So it'd be like the battle. Yeah. How much content can we show each other in an hour, in a lunch hour? <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hero took a second, I think, to grow on me. Like the visuals and the dancing and the music was good. I think it just I mean, took I liked me Boy a minute. I, I liked Boy With Love a lot. I thought the choreo was... Um, it was achievable or like I was it was possible for me to do if I really really wanted to do it and I, I I'm a Halsey fan too so I do like Halsey and that she was featured on their track was really cool yeah um I think even in Boy With Love when I watched the video and the dance practices I was automatically drawn to RM <laughs> so I could pick him out like out of everyone yeah 
instantly. <clears throat> makes but sense. the but Jungkook V and Jin are still a little challenging for me to this day. You're getting Though better. I have been passing some. I am getting better. I tried identifying <laughs> them in um, YouTube auto played one of their older songs. It was a black and white video with like hints of color in it. It's very old. It was like one of their debut songs, I think. Okay. But I watched that and I was like identifying them in my head or trying to. And I think I did a good job. But I didn't verify with you. Right. It's harder because there's not another person there to be like, yes, that's right. Or no, that's Mm -hmm. wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I have to take screen grabs and be like, is this, this is so-and-so and and this is him. So we took this faded trip (laughs) to the mall (laughs) in December of 2019 and search of BTS stuff, whether it's yes, like... Yes, you're looking yeah. for BT21 stuff. Well, that's before I even knew that was a thing. Remember? Oh. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> thought it was just like a offshoot or like a spinoff. And I was like, no, I think this is actually like their merch. The Hot Topic lady's like, yeah, BT21 over there. And we both like rolled our eyes and we're like, ah, she knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we're new at this, but she knows nothing. Little do we know. <laughs> Like, one Google search later, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> She's right. She, she knew her stuff. <laughs> yeah. But then you took me to FYE, and I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. And a hundred and something odd dollars later. <laughs> you did have a, a BTS set. Yeah. Your first DVD concert purchase. Yep. Yep, it yep. was. I was a little crazy. And then, and then we went to the food court, ate pretzels, and talked about our day. <laughs> It was the best thing ever. It was the best thing ever. I miss those days. I know. I'm happy we had that moment. Me too. I'm happy that we took those trips when we could. I deem that... (laughs) I deem that the top of the cliff. You think that's the inciting inciting incident from a writer's perspective? Oh. Mm. What would you say it is? I'm trying to think. There's a lot. Like, we squeezed a lot into that month, I think. It wasn't even, like, the entire month of December. It was towards the tail end because i think it was post christmas party at work so this is like mid-december unless my timeline's all skewed Eh, it's probably something like that when did boy with love come out i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) because bts was also um promoting something at the time they were probably promoting boy with love because there was a lot of videos with them in it from late night shows and they True. usually only go on late night shows to promote things. So we had fresh content all the time to just show each other and see together. I feel like I caught it towards the end, though, because then they had, as we know now, <laughs> K-pop groups have the year-end activities and shows and all mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So they were probably doing yeah. that. And then right after that, in February, they dropped their um, their new album. Oh, Map of the Soul. Thank you. <laughs> yes. One yes. for one. <laughs> so that was like my first pre-ordering experience. And then me going to Robin and saying, why is there four versions? What? What is this? <laughs> She's like, yeah, this is normal. <laughs> And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like four different albums? Like music? And she's like, no, it's all the same album, but you get different photo shoots and concepts. It like blew my brain. Same. But 
was that February? It was January. January, I think. I think it was December that I pre-ordered. Oh. Yeah. That's when I knew shit was was getting real. (laughs) That was the inciting incident for you. It was like our trip to FYE. I thought that trip to FYE was just like a fun experience and like, you know, hanging out with you is always fun. So that was... That was definitely the inciting incident for you because you made the full-on purchase. And yeah. that's like basically selling your souls when you buy a DVD set and you know it's downhill from there. <laughs> I even made an Instagram post saying, I guess I'm officially ARMY now. Oh, th- you did? I did. <laughs> With like a picture of my goods. Oh, yeah. That's definitely the moment. That was the moment for you. <laughs> What's the song from the airs? Oh god. <laughs> I love that. Song. That was playing in your head when you when you bought this DVD set. Yep. Even though I can't watch any of the content, like extra content, it's all in Japanese and Korean. Yeah, we thought it would be subbed. Usually they're subbed, but I mean I'll never know. What can you do? <laughs> Unless some ar- kind hearted army has subbed it and put it out somewhere. It does look the like concert footage though is stunning. It's crisp. It's so. like that 4K quality. Uh, I don't go. I wouldn't go that far, but it looks good. <laughs> uh, any of their content looks good. They just uh, that's a whole other topic, right? That's true. <laughs> so the inciting incident for me, I don't really know. Like, okay, so. January is my birthday month, and I was like, it's a treat myself month, so I will buy whatever I want to this month. And at that moment, I know that the video that dragged me in was Hero to Monster X. I was full on Mon Bebe at this time. Mon Bebe is what, you know, Monster X's fandom is called. We're Mon Bebe. So I was full on Mon Bebe by probably second week of the new year of 2020. Wow. That, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you fell hard. Fell super hard. <laughs> I knew their names like within the week. Like my bias was already getting wrecked sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was happening in the, a very short amount of time. But I think the inciting video for me was Shootout. And I don't even remember the exact day when I watched it. Da-na, I just know Shootout did it for me. Waka waka waka. So that did it for me. The whole I am what I am. Ugh. Still to this day will get me going. <laughs> the boom boom part in Alligator, I think, hooked me in. It was Alligator that did you in. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, Shootout took you a while. You still don't like the jumpsuits ah, and I'm still gun ho over the jumpsuits. <laughs> they are a mixed bag for me because in general, I'm like, okay, man, go fix your car. Like, go, go, <laughs> go wheel underneath it. <laughs> And wipe your oily hands on a rag. But then part of me also loves like the chains and the holsters and exposed chest. Not to mention their looks. Oh my god. It's like killer. Yeah. The jumpsuits were my inciting incident. (laughs) Whatever it was, it was jumpsuits. And I I, I remember my argument to you was, how do you not like the jumpsuits? And I still tell you, how do you not like the jumpsuits? You even sent me every color version. Of the jumpsuits, that whole promotion period for shootout, which we weren't even a part of, like I wasn't a fan at that time. No, Kendra got the whole, the whole shebang of what they wore each show. <laughs> I do like the more dressy jumpsuit that they oh, wore. Oh, with like the medals and stuff on it. Oh, 
That's okay. I'm yeah. down for that. The rest of them are just really bulky. I like them. I love them. <laughs> Full on jumpsuits. All on board. But the song itself is pretty iconic. It is iconic. I think it took you a while to get onto that song. I just like it's the the harsh beat of it. I loved how different it sounded. It sounded very different to me it's from aggressive. anything that I've like heard of before. I love that. Yeah. I love you. I like it when they're yelling at me. Like it's excuse <laughs> me, I'm up. walking in a zombie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, do it, Juhan. Yes. <laughs> than I am again I am what I am he's like kind of growling at you at that yeah and I'm like yeah you are who you are <laughs> it's really funny because okay so I got into Monsta X when you were getting into Monsta X but for different mm. reasons <laughs> I heard them on Spotify one morning going to work and it was like one of those you know daily whatever playlists that they make for you and weekly recommendations or something daily yeah, recommendations yeah they give you like six a day um so i put on the k-pop one and i hear middle of the night come on and it's gorgeous and the singing is gorgeous and it's all in english and i kept waiting for like the korean to kick in and it never did and it was just literally i had to like you know dial it in to see who the hell it was because i was so impressed and i saw it was monster x and then i'm pretty sure you and i came together at lunch and like compared I notes. Think, <laughs> I think it was before lunch. I think was it was it? one of the little, you know, pre-lunch visits to my desk. <laughs> Kendra sat like directly behind me. So it wasn't really that long, that far of a walk. She just come on over to my desk and we chat a little bit, which is a nice thing like to just I don't know break what you're up talking the work about. day. I'm like a really serious worker. Just kidding. Kendra, <laughs> I, I would go bother Kendra. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would go to her all the time and be like, listen to this. But um, you told me, have you heard the song by Monsta X? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've heard of most of the songs by Monsta X. Come on, Kendra. <laughs> and then you're like, but it's in all English. And I think I went, huh? yeah, it's in all English. I think I said, I think I was aware of it. Was I? I think you had briefly heard it. I knew I loved Middle of the Night, but I don't think I was like as shook by the fact that it was in all English. Because mm. I didn't really like realize it until like... <laughs> You point, you pointed it out. I think I was just shook over the fact that I am was singing. Yeah, because his he voice, it. he starts it, and then he's just full on singing, and that part just blew my mind so much it didn't register me that I can actually understand and sing along to the song. <laughs> well, but then you went and pre-ordered All About Love. No, I ordered concert tickets for <laughs> for their tour, and that's how I got All About. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought you went to Target. You pre-ordered, I pre-ordered one. it after the fact. I think I think no, it was after got, I bought the concert tickets. You might have, but then <laughs> the mm-hmm. pre-order took so long to arrive. Then I just went to Target and bought an album. <laughs> I think so. Something like that. But that wasn't my first album. I actually bought my very first Monster X album was part of my Treat Myself as My Birthday Month gift. So I would randomly go to Barnes & Noble and just look at their K-pop selection to see if there's any Monster X, because I didn't know how big they were. Right. I was thinking that they would have very limited products and limited stock of their products in stores. So I just go make a trip to Barnes & Noble, see what I find, and if I found anything, I'd buy it. And that's how I bought my first Monster X album, which was We Are Here. I don't know what version it was, but <laughs> I just had that. It'd be pretty good if you knew. <laughs> Version I knew two. what photo card it came with. Wow. <laughs> it it might it came with the um Keon photo card, the oh. US one. 
Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, this was before he was my bias, my old bias. That's but funny. That was my first purchase. And that was when I also didn't know of the different versions of albums. So I was like, I'm just going to buy one because what's the point of having multiple copies of the same album? Right. Because my thought was that the pictures were the same. I thought BTS was just doing it different by having different photos. I was like, that's really cool. But like, I don't think I'd ever get into that. So my whole goal is just to get their entire discography, only one copy of each thing that they Ah, released. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get you, though, because when I first found out about that, I only pre-ordered one version of uh, Map of the Soul because I said the same Mm -hmm. thing. I was like, dude. What? Like, I only need one version. That's ridiculous. Like, how different can they be? And then, lo and behold, there's like a dark version, a light mm-hmm. version, a playful schoolboy version, and then uh, I don't even know what the second or fourth one was, but pretty sure, illogical as it is, you're just like, fuck it, get them all. I, was, I thought you were going to ask me, well, how many albums do you have to this day, Luann, of Monstax? I was going to shamefully, but not so shame, but also proudly say, I have their entire discography, every single version. <laughs> I have to clap. <laughs> this is like literally a year in the making. <laughs> I mean, you did it really fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. But we also had COVID-19 to contend with and, you know, yeah, I feel a lot like- of other- things yeah i feel like a lot of our purchasing was directly correlated to that yeah i mean when you can't go out and see people that you want to hang out with and find happiness by hanging out with people in person you resort to retail therapy it's just inevitable because it's there it's accessible you just got to wait for shipping but (laughs) (laughs) the shipping during corona was also terrible but but just the knowing you're gonna get something in the mail yes just the excitement of receiving a package just boosts endorphins somehow. I agree. Reduces the cortisol and it just makes you happy. So, and knowing that I was going to get these gorgeous books, the quality is fantastic. But again, that's a whole other topic we can delve into. <laughs> <laughs> Raining it back in. <laughs> we, I feel like we became K-pop stands at the best, but also the worst time because both BTS and Monsex, who are our alt groups, were going on tour too. We're planning to go on tour yeah. in 2020. And of course, for a summer tour, your tickets go on sale in the beginning of the year, like in winter. So you like prep for it and all this stuff. So my whole thing, I wasn't planning on seeing Monstax actually. I think it was the beginning of yeah. my fall. Well, we were still I was like dry- getting to know them. and Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going on tour too. But you know, there's no way they're going to come to Michigan which is our state. We're from Michigan. No one really comes to Michigan, to be fair. But anyway. Especially not K-pop. I was thinking, yeah, not K-pop. Not huge groups like this. BTS didn't even have a stop in Michigan. They usually go to Chicago or Toronto. Like, That's a good they point. They have other options. So I was dri- <laughs> driving to work, and <laughs> this giant billboard was on the freeway, and it said, Monster X, Fox Theater, on this day, February, or not February, uh, June 5th. June wow, 6th. Very nice. That. Yeah. I'm like really impressed so, with your memory. <laughs> so that that was that was the inci- the true inciting incident because I saw the billboard and I was like, this is a sign. Maybe I should stand this group. So then I looked them up, saw their tickets were going on sale literally at the end of that week. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to get tickets now. So that Friday came, got us some tickets. You're like, you're coming sold. with me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, we don't need to be that close. We'll just get the really cheap seats. <laughs> oh my god. VIP later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Accidental VIP purchase later. But <laughs> but that was the final factor. And then you were trying to get to so like the pre order thing for BTS, their world tour. Yeah. And that was like later in February. So, so that was me going, okay. I'm going to spend a ridiculous amount of money to become an official member of the ARMY so that I can get a discount on BTS tickets when they go on sale. Well, not, not early discount, access. but early access. Early access. Yeah. Um, in which early access was extremely stressful. <laughs> that was not a fun process. Yeah, I, I postponed my lunch break to help you with that for an hour, and then you had a meeting, so I was safeguarding your phone to make sure that we stayed in line. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. I These are actually really out. funny. Like Our memories of this are actually really hilarious to be like, <laughs> looking back at. <laughs> I'm like trying oh to God. work, and I'm trying not to stress out, and I'm stressing out anyway. And I'm just going, it'll be fine. I've done this before multiple times. And then I'm like times. typing... Little like furiously to you going why what is happening why is it freezing it's not working and i'm like this is a new um level i have never seen this before because the extent of my fandom was jonas brother level crazy yeah but then bts level is a whole new thing and i've lived through jonas brothers i was part partaking in that <laughs> so bts was like a whole different concept to me it was it was mind-boggling actually in the end it worked out I ended up getting pretty front, not front row, but like front section, <laughs> way off to the right. And then Luann came in after the fact and was like, I'll get a ticket too. It'll be great. And she's like way in the nosebleeds. <laughs> I'm like on the second floor and I was like, I'll just be chilling, enjoying a beer from up here. Like, you Don't guys worry have about fun. me. You guys, me and Kendra and Robin, we're, get, we're having the close up seats and I was fine just <laughs> up on a new level observing. So yeah, that was definitely the moment where like, Yep, we're in it for the long haul. We just yeah. spent an absurd amount of money on concert tickets. That's true. That's the deciding factor is where do you want your money to go to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was going to be so epic too. Now yeah, I don't even a... know if they'll let me into Canada if they ever do reschedule. Well, I, yeah. Ugh, it's just COVID-19 ruined everything. Yeah. We had such high hopes and then to only for them to be quickly dashed a couple, like literally a month later. Yeah, that was really sad. Yeah. But then. our boys kept us happy. <laughs> they did keep us happy, despite not being able to see them in person. They just, the content that they constantly post, this is coming from Mon Baby perspective, because I'm not on um what Weverse. I usually just look I, on like, Twitter and stuff. Sadly, I don't even go on there anymore. Oh. Ever. I know. I know. I'm sorry. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a disclaimer from the get-go, as this is the intro episode, I am a diehard Weenie BB. <laughs> Weenie B I love the name Weenie BB. <laughs> I'm a Weenie BB. So it's a fan of Wonho and Monsta X, but I still consider Wonho a part of Monsta X. That's a whole drama thing. Right. But um, I'm literally diehard for them. It's insane how quickly I fell for them and how hard I fall for them, fell for them. Words are hard when you're talking about Monsta X. <laughs> As a Mon Baby, I think that we've been pretty well fed oh, yeah. throughout the entire 2020. I'm still behind on some things that they've posted because I don't think they've ever stopped for like any kind of break. I agree. In posting any kind of content, whether it's a behind the scenes video of an online concert they did, a new album, because they have a new album coming like literally every two months or something, yep. <laughs> whether it's a solo thing or a group comeback, it's insane. There's so much to keep up with, but they genuinely and truly and fangirling and chatting with Kendra, of course, they got me through 2020. And I think that's something that I'll look back on when I when we do get older, <laughs> when time goes on, and I'll just look back and see... Wow, those seven guys really, first of all, 
helped me and you get closer. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that's a pivotal part in most of my friendships with people, my close friendships. Music is always a thing that brings us together. So for one of my friends, it was the Jonas Brothers. For another one, it was this group called Ulster Weekend. And now Monstax has brought me and you together. And BTS too. K-pop has brought us together. K-pop as a whole. But I do want to be clear, I'm also a weenie baby. (laughs) So really, they're my alt now. I would say they've surpassed BTS. Um, But BTS was my initial and I love Jimin. Jimin will always be my bias. And he's such a ethereal little being. (laughs) He is. He is is precious. He's talented. The whole group is really talented. But lately, like you said, Monster X and Wonho have been feeding us so well. I mean, BTS content is so much harder to find and to watch. Um, Like a lot of it is paid, which is fine. I don't mind that, but sometimes even finding the paid stuff is difficult. And they just didn't really put out as much content as the other groups. I don't know, it seems like Corona came and they did a little more like, uh, recuperating time? You know, they were writing- Like a a gap year, I guess. Kind of, they slowed down a bit. They were still putting out their their own like comedy skits and stuff, um, run, Mm -hmm. the run episodes. Mm -hmm. And they were still putting out some albums, but for me, I feel like they were lying low more. And Monsta X just like hit the floor running. It seemed that way too, because I mean, there were so many online concerts when they, when the initial shock of how COVID would impact everything kind of died down, but not really. It just like simmered down a little bit. And then people started seeking alternate ways to put content out or have live events. So they went virtual. Yep. There was like any little uh, KCON or what's, what's another big Korean concert that's usually like in person or festival or anything. Monsta X is almost always on the lineup. Right. I agree. And I don't know if it's just me following only them and just being well aware of like all their activities and their schedules and stuff, but they just seemed to be everywhere. Like, yeah. whether it was performing or um, Minyuk being an MC and having his own show, uh, Shonu being on... Um, Knowing a, Brothers. A, and... a, a Knowing Brothers being a judge on another show and then also hosting their own variety shows like Monsex on Vacation and Tutuk Gum also yep. came out with, like, two seasons last year. Or three seasons. Was it really? So they were... Yeah, it was um the, the baby boy. one. <laughs> the, the, the baby. <laughs> Yunjun. Yunjun. <laughs> um, the glamping one. Oh, yeah. And then the retro. neutral land, the retro. Yeah. Nice. And then they came out with three comebacks. So they had three all English album. Comebacks. I just want to stress in a year. that. Three. And all English three. album and two Korean albums. One of them was full 10 tracks, and the other was a mini. The other was a mini at eight tracks, which is still pretty yeah. impressive. Like, what? <laughs> and then on top of that, Juhan released his solo. Yep. mixtape that's true and i am about to drop his mini true. album his first mini album yeah and then kian was doing um Soundtrack. soundtracks yeah they were yeah you're right they hit the, they hit the ground running they just kept going they it's, didn't it's like they slow down no they took this opportunity that most people would see as super negative you know it's disappointing but they took it and did the most that they could with it and i give yeah. them mad and props I also give them mad props. They were getting, um, they were getting like street cred for you know their all English album, which was the first in a decade, the first all English album. Yep. And then they they charted on Billboard. They did their U.S. promo, one member short too. Yeah. So there were five of them. They also had their fan con in the beginning of the year. Oh yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, they were and busy. They just, it was just content after content after content, and it was like money after just throwing it at them. It's like a money gun just throwing money at them. <laughs> and then we learned of the two-tuck gum, cute, oh God, cuddly yeah. stuffed animals and merchandise. And then the photo books, like the actual book books, not associated with an album. They did two, no, they did the August one, Kama and Siesta. Yep. That were like 250 pages each. They're like hefty books. Hardcover. Beautiful. Yeah. So, like, I didn't see any other group doing that, but I wasn't really, like, keeping an eye out on it. I know of season's greetings and stuff, but... Yeah. That seems to be pretty typical, though, across the board, from what I can tell. Yeah, they were just, again, constant suppliers of entertainment for being at home, because how else are we going to access this stuff online? So you're actually being safe by staying inside to indulge in (laughs) K-pop. I will That's say my view of it. one difference between BTS and Monsax or Wonho, like the difference between their online concerts was that <laughs> Monsax <clears throat> was affordable. It started at $19, like $19.95. And then you could upgrade if you wanted other um, solo cams. Can cams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really reasonable. And they put on, what, two hours yeah. or so? The and two then hour show. Yeah. One hose was the same way, very affordable. And then I go and BTS is doing their Map of the World tour, like live or uh, virtual tour, and they're charging sixty dollars, sixty for it for just a ticket. <clears throat> and then anything extra was extra, like money. And then if you were army like me, like the official, they had a cap as to purchasing those tickets. And it's like, dude, this is virtual. How is it's, there it's... a cap? It's a weird system that they use, and I definitely don't understand it to this day. Is like, it, like, not only 200 people can stream 4K? Like, that's bullcrap. Yeah. I think that's a ridiculous concept, too, because you can go on YouTube and stream 4K videos. Right. Or um, Netflix. Anyone can stream them. Or Netflix, yeah. So I didn't understand I that. It felt like a slap in the face to me as a fan. It's like, not only did I lose out on seeing them live, um, but the mm-hmm. thing you're trying to make up for it with, you're also scalping me with, kind of. You know, it's a bit dramatic. It kind of seem like a ripoff because, well, I've I've had VIP for lower bands, like lower, not as big bands for 60 bucks. And like, that's just like full on hanging out with them and stuff too. And like, just to be charged $60 for a virtual concert. Yeah, for 1080p. Or nothing special. No. Like you don't even get, what, like a little Skype session with them or a Zoom session with them. I mean, I wouldn't expect that anyway, because that's usually extra. I mean, I'm pretty sure they had that, but it'd be really expensive. Mm -hmm. I just felt like for a basic ticket, that was absurdly expensive, but... I agree. That's just the difference between accessibility for me and what it means as a fan. Like, I am totally okay with buying stuff. Like, I've purchased Monstax on vacation, and um, I was gonna purchase Bon Voyage... (laughs) For BTS, <laughs> except for I can't find seasons one through three. I can only find four. It's also the difference um, for me in well seeing your struggles with it. Because again, I was just full gun ho with one group for the most part. And I didn't think that they were unreasonably priced for anything that they put up. But it could be a difference between labels. Because I was talking to my, um, my friend who's, she's half Korean actually. She's the first one to try bringing me into the K-pop hole. And we were talking about labels. And I was like, Starship is not a huge... Starship Entertainment is who Monsex is signed by. And she was like, yeah, they're not a big label at all compared to JYP and Big Big Hit Hit. and SM. Yep. So I was like, so that, for me, makes sense. If they're not that huge, then they can't really charge an obscene amount of money for things. And 
well, they they can, but they're not going to get as much from it if they do so because they're not big. That's how like I see it in my head. While Big Hit, they know BTS is huge, and that Army will pay anything. I suppose for anything to do with them, so they're gonna you know make the most out of it and bring that profit in where they can. Because when it comes down to it, corporations. But isn't money that kind of is like this is like such a tangent? But isn't that kind of like the downfall of why people don't like big gr- big groups or big corporations? Is because eventually they stop caring about what's best for the fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like with the whole JYP and GOT7 thing that happened recently, too. I mean, GOT7 created a name for themselves through JYP. So that's how they're also a pretty big group. But even them, I'm, they're not as huge as big BTSs. Right. From what I've seen. Um, but their fans, Agase? Agase? I have no idea yeah. how to say it. <laughs> Agase. It's, it's supposed to be like a A-G-H-A-S-E. play on I GOT7. A-S-E. Yeah. Like, I got seven. Like, mm. I, or we got seven. I, I was just reading about it. But anyway, um, they were they were happy that they were leaving JYP because the group was getting mistreated. So when you ultimately develop, you know, you get, you quote unquote, get to know the boys from what the content that you're seeing, you get an attachment for them. Right. And you want what's best for them overall. You're not really like disillusioned by the fact that oh their company must be treating them well and all this stuff because honestly when you look at the overall spectrum of things they're just they're the pawns they're the puppets of the company yep which is sad and that breaks my heart when i like see that or like see anything about idols being mistreated but and how they kind of need to be okay with it because they wanted this life which it's true too they put themselves through the training through all this other stuff to become an idol but still from a human perspective i feel like it's just not right to treat people as objects right i agree for financial gain i know they are seen as replaceable you know because there's so many other people lining up wanting to replace them but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day they're still human and they still need to be treated that way Mm -hmm. and i think I think the reason why, not just because I was force-feeding you on sex content. You were force-feeding me, stop it. I willingly because... went to the cliff with, like, no parachute and was like, let's do this. And then I Jumping watched together. right now, and it was game over. Because, again, it's accessible content. Like, right. they posted it on YouTube for free. Right and now. And it's an official channel. And then X-Ray was... 1 through 3, seasons 1 through 3. Which is also free on VLive. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, it was... seriously, though, that's what made me a mom baby. Was watching watching right now f- definitely got me in. I was like, ugh, it's over. But <laughs> getting to know them, like, I don't think I would have got to know them as well without that content. And it's the same way with, like, BTS. Like, Bon Voyage is their version, I guess, of Monster Extra and everything else. And BTS has been on a lot of variety shows, for sure, throughout their career. Because that's what idols do. But it's just finding it, like you said, is hard. And having access to this content to be able to get to know this group more and to like get to know them as individual members of the group. Right. Instead of just as a whole. Or getting to see the and, dynamics of their yeah. personalities and like what they would do under ridiculous circumstances. Yeah, for entertainment. <laughs> for entertainment purposes. Like, you know. All the ridiculous stuff they had to do in X-Ray. But, one, it's super entertaining. 
And two, mm-hmm. you just really grow to love each and every member. Yep. You do. It's and you find out their little quirks, you know, what sets them off, what they're notorious for doing. Like cucumbers. Cucumbers that Minyuk off. <laughs> Minyuk does not like cucumbers. Don't know why they're delicious, but apparently if you like cucumbers, Minyuk does not like you. So <laughs> he sorry, also doesn't Minyuk. like I will... mint chocolate chip. Yes. I like mint chocolate chip. <laughs> I do too. I think it's, it's tolerable. Like it's a nice refreshing taste when you have chocolate, you get that minty finish. And I it's agree. Tasty. It's like It does uh... not taste like toothpaste. I know what toothpaste tastes like. <laughs> I get where he's coming from. And it's you know, it's not for everyone. But I don't think I'm yeah. eating toothpaste when I'm eating that. True. I just think it's a tasty treat. It's a nice, refreshing <laughs> treat. Cucumbers, too. They're refreshing. They're tasteless. But I can see, like, the texture of it being a little off-putting. But again, we wouldn't know this stuff unless we've seen, <laughs> like, the variety shows or their right. interviews. And, okay, so I probably do need to be more educated or, like, see more content regarding interviews for, like, BTS or, like, EXO or GOT7 or... I've seen Blackpink stuff, but you also get a feel for how they are when they're doing press. I mean, granted, they're only able to talk about certain things. But I've noticed, as a mon- <laughs> as a, as a mon baby, when they do American press, at least Monster X, they, it's like they have no one has control over them. They will literally do whatever they want to and say whatever they want to, <laughs> to a point. Like, example, is I am, a.k.a. Daniel, in the States. <laughs> he will literally just troll interviewers um make people make his own members look at him like did you really just like admit that <laughs> or like did you really just like agree to this and it's just like it's crazy to me and for me it makes me feel like that's how he is as a person right like, if i were to know him personally where he has just no filter he like a different side doesn't... of him yeah and i like that i like being able to kind of relate to them or see them as a relatable person which is also why I like I like this group so much is because to me they seem very genuine and very very human which they all should seem human they I think their looks and their talent is not human Inhuman. that's out of this world <laughs> yeah it's it's ethereal I can pronounce that word now <laughs> it's ethereal but yeah it's just getting to know them definitely solidifies their hold on you in the fandom yep 100 percent because <sighs> bts's hold has definitely loosened okay let's put this into perspective <laughs> i was so obsessed with bts in the beginning i mean hardcore into them mm-hmm. i own two three albums three albums do you want me to ask do you want me to ask how many monster x albums in comparison or just <laughs> we're gonna leave it at that <laughs> Three albums and seven figurines. <laughs> they're really cute, though. The they figurines are really, are really cute. cute. They don't look like them, but they're cute. RM. She gave me like an RM it. on my birthday. Yeah, and I love him. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Monsex. Let's see. I have a light stick, which is fucking ridiculous. I you don't even have stick. an army bomb. I you don't know. have an army bomb. First of all, I wasn't oh. gonna get any light stick. I thought it was ridiculous. They they charge like sixty plus dollars. It's insane. But they're pretty. And I'm like, I'm not going to want to wave that crap around. And then you start seeing all the footage of live concerts and the light sticks in the crowd. And you're like, well, here's my money. Well, it's because that's how they can find you. That's what I've discovered is like 
when they're doing these when they when we could go to live concerts and they had these giant festivals or like award shows they'd find their fans by the light sticks true yeah and Which i think is that really was cute. like really endearing that's yeah. endearing it's super super adorable i agree let's see i also have a whole set seven figurines of two took them <laughs> i have countless countless little okay now three um what do you call the stress balls two <laughs> like who the hell buys that this girl <laughs> i've got two keychains key i've got multiple stuffed animals and then what like eight twelve fourteen i don't know a lot of albums i mean to be fair looking at currently looking at my collection of their albums it only occupies one shelf so either they don't really release that well they have released a lot but yeah hmm. i have no words i don't know we just again the combination of covid19 and just retail therapy really being the only thing that we could do right it happens your collection grows <laughs> then it got to the you point find... where i was like "Ooh, this is rare and i can buy it for twenty dollars <laughs> Sign and maybe up. resell it for resell it for more expensive stuff later if I ever want to part with it. Right. But I'm never gonna part with it. Like yeah. I'm not a person for pins. I just don't use them. But I fucking bought six pins. <laughs> they were though. cute. Tutacum did really good. Tutacum was really good at marketing. One hundred percent. For me personally, I don't like things that look like people, like dolls. They kind of freak me out. So the fact that Tutak Gum did a bear collaboration, they didn't make him look like the members. They made the bear resemble right. or take after the member, but not like look like them. Because they obviously, they're just bears. They look like bears. They're cute right. bears. Double-chinned bears. Like, How many took, times can I say bears in a sentence? They some features <laughs> of the members, but it's not like yeah. an I, it's not like them. Yeah, you have to know them to a degree to know which member is which bear corresponds to each bear right and i have six of them <laughs> i have one for each member i have two keychains and um that's it i think you know what i realized that we don't hmm. have um zz gum in like a bigger form do we oh you do i do oh, yeah i have just kidding. in bigger form <laughs> i'll cut that out <laughs> I was like, um, I have one of each of the members. God damn it. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking I costume then. Ah, uh, um. I have three and yeah, you have two. Gum's the only one. ZZ Gum's the only one that we don't have costumed. Sorry, Because I have, I have the rap line. I have the rap line, and then you have um, the Hyung line now. I do. Wait, do I? Because I keep forgetting yeah. Hyung one's part of the maknae line. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, because his, like, birth year by not korean standards is still 94 it's true but that's that's a whole other topic is the korean age thing i thought about but, getting first gen honey so that i could have first gen rap line Ooh. Ooh. should we be discussing this on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my fiance <laughs> we're cutting this out <laughs> Okay, well, this seems like a good place to stop for episode one. I want to thank our listeners for listening to the K-Pop Corner podcast. 
If you like K-pop and you like our banter, please like and subscribe and check back for episode two. We will be talking about the marketing of K-pop and why it's so successful. Any comments or suggestions, you can email us at thekpopcornerpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time at the K-Pop Corner. This is Kendra. And this is Luann. Bye. Bye.